Yeah, a lot's happening around here. A lot here. is fucking happening hard. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 125 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And just a reminder, if you're nervous about being antisocial, just remember, you are all you need. So what? <laughs> nice. I'm joined in this nice. week. I'm joined in. I'm joined in. <laughs> this week's guests are the guitar force musicians, builders, mm. producers. Um, Jesus Christ, what else are they doing? It, just the the amount of work these guys are doing is incredible. Uh, this week's guests are Matt Welsh and Sean Long from While She Sleeps. Yes, but ironically. Their last names do not describe them very well because Matt. Yes, Matt, Matt Welsh, not Welsh, in the slightest. Very, very northern, if mm-hmm, anything. Should mm-hmm. be Matt Northern. And Sean Long, I'm guessing five foot nine, five foot ten. Have you got official height? Is that conf- confirmed? You know that just now I Googled how <laughs> tall is Sean Long while she sleeps. And we do have no official data on the height. So I'm going to go with 59510. Sean, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Don't fight me. That's a, a kind of a wink to uh, to something we mentioned later on. So, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, of course, I've said it before and I'll say it again. While she sleeps, uh, one of, if not the most hardworking band in the world right now. Talk about independent artists taking things into your own hands. They're always producing blueprints for that and trying to help others to do so in the progress. Since they originally appeared on the podcast for episode 62, uh, they've taken that into new heights now with their sleep society and a whole family. And community experience so as their new record drops today we thought we'd invite matt and sean on to celebrate some landmarks and dive even more into their inspiring diy mindset yes what an absolute fantastic chat with two absolute legends what a great time it was funny it was super super informative it was inspirational and yeah we talk all things sleep society including the album the actual society and community they've created which is absolutely amazing i can't praise them enough i genuinely can't praise this band enough um they're killing it and the thing is 
I wish. I wish they, they were doing something bad so I could call them out on it. But everything's fuck like everything's awesome. The videos are awesome. The music's unbelievable. Like their attitudes are fucking stonking. Well, that's an old Welsh phrase Ooh. that hasn't been heard from the nineties. Stonking. I haven't said that for a while. Yeah, what a great chat. And yeah, we got talking about something, a potential idea, um, which in, which involves fights and people in bands so that's that was interesting it gets very interesting and i think a lot of people when they get to that part of the conversation might think all four of us has officially lost our minds we probably have but we're trying to make some money for good causes in the process so stay tuned for that um but yeah while she sleeps are just doing incredible things and the best bit about it is they're not being selfish and doing it in a show-off manner they're trying to help every sort of artist from the rock community and all other genres to succeed and be able to make music in today's climate. So not only are we going to discuss all about the Sleep Society from the record songs and Patreon, but get some secrets behind their toughest moments to date, being guinea pigs to these alternative platforms for artists, collaborating with the likes of Simon Neal from Biffy Clyro and Derek Weebly, and of course, that off-the-rail part of the conversation. So a lot to digest in this episode. Yeah, I didn't even know about the Derek Weebly thing till you mentioned it, and that blew my bloody mind. So um, yeah, all of this is um, a fantastic chat. Thanks again to Matt. Thanks again to Sean. Thanks to While She Sleeps. Yeah, because, you know, we've been lucky enough to watch them grow from a couple of northern lads to these fucking British metal scene legends. Like, so, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Well done to them. And uh, keep it going, boys, please. And, uh, yeah, hopefully my, my band Raiders is going to record with uh, record a video with Aaron at some point. Ooh, so nice. Might be taking a trip up to Sheffield when we're um, officially allowed out. I don't know if we are. I don't know anymore. I'm lost. I'm just in a bunker. I'm in a bunker now. I'm going to come out in 2050 going, has, has the virus gone? And everything's been nuked. Yeah. But, <laughs> Most probably. Anyway. Most probably. But yeah. before we get into this conversation, just a little quick reminder. I know we say it every week, but it's very important to us. So please... Please, if you can, we would love you very much to go and check out our loving community over at patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Not only over there do you help us continue to make these podcasts each and every week with some fantastic guests for you to have a laugh and learn a lot from as well. They do share some very knowledgeable information from time to time, but there's a whole community of the SAP fam over there that you can get involved with, become absolute best friends, and there's loads of extra goodies and bonuses and extra podcasts, all that malarkey, uh, if you're interested as well. So that's patreon.com forward slash sapnin, or alternatively, you can go and give us a follow on our social media pages. No, not alternatively. No, not alternatively. As well. Well, yeah. Do both. Yeah. Don't be a fucking... Don't be a... If you've listened, <laughs> <laughs> four or more of these podcasts don't be a skin flint and help the boys out will you for god's sake yeah i don't even know what bloody day it is as you know so yeah help the boys out check out patreon.com for us happening give us a follow on our socials instagram and twitter at sapning pod that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d <laughs> jesus christ the first time i've ever forgotten it at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d you've got to do both of those if you've listened to four episodes or more yes please do it helps us a lot and just send us messages because we always like a little uh, notification to come up and 
whatnot. But without any further ado, um, I think we should just get into this wonderful conversation with Matt and Sean from While She Sleeps. The new album is out today. Sleep Society. Yes. Let's celebrate in style. Woo! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Sapnin! 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 Nui! <laughs> yes! I guess this week are the guitar force behind one of Britain's and the world's best metal bands Ooh. while she sleeps. One this week's Damn. guests are Matt Welsh <laughs> and Sean Long. <laughs> How are you boys? Good man, how are you doing? Uh, all right, yeah, I'm banged <laughs> up at the moment, so I sound like I'm, I sound like I'm underwater. So uh, that's not fun, but uh, yeah, yeah. What's news with you? Congratulations! Wait, I just realised today now this podcast yes. is out. The album is out right oh, now. Shit. So congratulations, Sleep Thanks Society so out now. <laughs> I hope, we hope it's not shit. Yeah, I've never listened to it. Sean's done it. I'm hoping it's good. <laughs> We're about to find out, I tell you that. But like, no, but with everything, I'm sure, you know, this week is absolutely hectic in the sleeps camp leading up to this record release and everything. But how are you guys feeling about it all now? What's it what's everything like behind the scenes? Feeling good. It's uh it's definitely release week. Or like right mm. now, speaking to you from the past. Last week was definitely busy. Uh, it's it's <laughs> this cha- year has been definitely busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's chaos, but it's it's sick. Do you know what I mean, it's nice to see all these things, all these projects from like a year and more, just like coming to a head. It's exciting. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just that accumulation of all this fucking work. Like, it's weird because we always know that this is what what's going to happen. Obviously, it's going to come out. But when it comes to this week, it's a bit fucking... It's, it gets overwhelming. Like, every oh. release, it's fucking... It's an overwhelming time, even if it's just overwhelmed with positivity, because it always is that way, because we're so good, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm only joking but it's overwhelming either way do you know what I mean just because of all the work that's yeah, gone into yeah. it so. and it's proper all hands on deck like in the warehouse at the moment there's just every corner has someone on something else it's like but there's kind of something really nice about like that it feels like we're about it feels kind of like you're about to go on tour it's like everyone's like getting something ready or like Working out what we're like putting out today online, or just yes, yeah, it's, it's busy, but it's a good kind of busy. Remember that? Remember that going out on tour stuff? That was mad, wasn't it? Remember yeah, the, yeah, man. We were allowed out on tour, and we could play gigs. Remember gigs? Gigs are mad, wasn't it? I don't mean the left winger from Manchester United. I mean like playing concerts. <laughs> gigs is very good. Gigs is mad. So good. <laughs> yeah, I've been going to loads uh, of gigs on YouTube. Oh, I yeah. I go, to, I go to YouTube gigs all the time, but they're not like <laughs> they're not very sweaty. At least no one bothers you there. I mean, I feel safe, but I also feel like kind of distracted and kind of bored at the same time. Yeah, I find there's not enough mosh at these YouTube gigs. Um, even when I've had my mother attend as well, I've tried to <laughs> kick up a circle pit, and she's having none of it. They just crap crowds on these YouTube shows, and I don't, I'm not I'm not too fussed on them. I'm trying. I, I like leave the I leave the band on and go out for a ciggy and like go to the get you like go to the kitchen for a beer, but like on a song that I'm not that interested in, and then come back like come back for bangers. Oh, it's mad, isn't it? All those little things you think everyone did back in the day when we took all that for granted. Back in, back in the day, yeah. man. Oh yeah, it is don't fu- say that. It is fucking mad, man. When I when I watch some gigs of us, I look back and I'm like, that's what we used to do, like dancing on stage with these fucking wooden fucking sticks. It's mad, and then people are there going like, yes, loads of people like bustling up against each other. That, I think that for me is what looks so nuts now because you've just got so used to like not seeing people like if someone stands too close to me in a queue i'm a bit like all right mate back off <laughs> but like yeah, yeah. yeah it's weird yeah strange like think about think about like when people used to be at gigs and they used to be on the barrier and some guy would just hand one cup of tiny cup of water <laughs> and like 70 people would be hydrated off that one cup of water passing around that can't happen <laughs> no. again that's uh-huh. fucking gone forever surely you're not sucking down somebody else's spit anymore yeah, dude. When you start looking at it, it's it looks like disgusting now. What what used to be normal for us yeah. looks atrocious. Yeah, but I think if you've ever um, licked the pole in the fleece and firkin, <laughs> I think you can't catch corona or be harmed by conventional weapons. So I'm fine. I'm absolutely <laughs> fine. I've licked that pole. There's many a venue floor I've accidentally tasted. So I think oh. I'm fine for the corona. I've licked all sorts of shit. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But when did um yeah when did like the the real start of um the Sleep Society record begin? Where how long ago did you guys start before? Now it's out now. So yeah, how long ago did you start? I think um the concept for the idea began on our first ever American headliner. We were having many nighttime discussions, weren't we, about what we could actually do for this campaign because we always get excited about trying to do something different in general and. I think the whole, the beginning of it came from, we had this idea to maybe do a mini campaign every month 
uh, like release a song every month, no album, and then maybe this album comes out in December, so it's almost like a calendar. So every song comes out a month, and like we do a separate campaign for each song, twelve songs, a and year's then, worth of music, and then maybe something cool. Like it's still a cool idea. Like I had the idea, like you could do like a seven-inch vinyl or something for each month, and then in December we release like this sculpture thing where all the vinyls go inside. So it, we always had this idea of like a monthly thing. So I think that's where it came from. Let's build yeah. this kind of society. That, I think that's the initial idea. That's we had the album name before. The yeah. album name was right at the beginning. And we yeah. were sort of like spending our nights on that tour, sort of sat talking about this thing, but quite conscious that like we need to design it a little bit before we sort of pitch it because you know it's like if you pitch an idea too early hmm. like it even sounds to, like even to the band in, uh, like the rest yeah. of the band like when we were talking about it it sounds like you're coming up with it on the spot so like I'm always re- like you don't show someone the demo like 10 minutes into demo do you you get no, it you make it sound fucking good first and, and then you still do the disclaimers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like we so we were on that tour we were sort of scheming at like we knew we wanted to do a sub, like a, some kind of subscription based thing we knew we wanted to like build a house around the fan base we've already got this cool community thing going off but how do we like how do we proper give it a fucking name and tie it together with the record and maybe with the way we release music when you start thinking of them ideas that's like a pretty overwhelming task off the bat we were like do we build an app do we like do we build a pl- or do we use a platform that's there if you release music through it how do you do that are you excluding other people like how do you sort of sit in the middle and it fulfills the fan base who want to be in that group those those people who like it's a proper like diehard or but then what happens well, yeah. to the people who are just like yeah I listen to sleeps once a month maybe and that's still been the dance actually is like balancing those two things without ever making it seem like the years of support from everyone else has just been disregarded because it's all based around the society we've been dancing with that constantly to make sure that it's never been about that actual division between our fans it's actually about everyone's together this is just I've been saying in a lot of interviews it's just like there was a function to it but then there's another part of it that was just fun it's fun for the fans it is just a cool idea on its own not everything has to have this elaborate meaning which it did as well but part of it I think it was just a cool a cool idea do you know what I mean that, yeah. that went hand in hand with what we needed to happen at the same time yeah because it's just it it had a million different jobs and it's it's doing everything from sort of targeting the things that are wrong with like the things that we've found wrong with the music industry so it's part of it's to combat that part of it's to actually connect our fans not just to us but to each other because it's like it's not like you, you can't quite do that they can't quite do that on Instagram or things like that. So it's like, how do we make a hub, a community hub for that? Like you guys have got, um, with happening. And, and then like, and then also like Sean said, just the, let's try something a bit different for us. Cause that's what we're kind of constantly searching for something that exercises a bit more out of us than just making music and like, sharing some of the things we've kind of picked up along the way and what and also like what also what's exciting just for a fan what is yeah why are they interested in this entire thing anyway like of course it's the music but it's always nice to have some substance to behind like why are they supporting us so it's always every album and we always like to do something that gives the fans meaning to be part of something and that's where i think it's just fun it's just fun for the fans to be part of this yeah. like underground club like the brief is just what did we what did we want like as yeah. as kids like entering this like would we join our favorite yeah, band society? Yeah, we did we, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, like yeah. Who was the band? Who was who was the band society that you joined? The Thrice Alliance. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> 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 I, hope that, I hope that is the actual official Angestion. You need a sleep society and gesture now then. I know, innit? Gotta got to start one. We do, actually. <laughs> We're saying that handshakes aren't... Maybe a gesture's right, not like a shake, like a gesture. If any fans want to turn up at the pop-up this weekend and bring me a hand gesture... <laughs> but the thing is, you gotta you got to make sure that it's not some weird gang symbol in yeah. a different yeah. country and then you've started an intergalactical war with the whole thing. Yeah. Sorry, my dog is giving it one. Yeah, we should probably steer clear of the gangs. Like, yeah. all good having a, a crew, not a gang. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I wanted to say I remember when, um, yeah, when you guys launched the Sleep Society on the Patreon, I was blown away by it. I just thought it was fucking genius. I, I've seen a couple of bands try it since. But I don't know if anyone's pulling her off as well as while she sleeps is. Um, Thanks, man. And we've also got people who are in our Patreon who are part of your sleep society as well. And we know, you know, from them that they love it as well. So congratulations on all that. And I I genuinely believe it's a it's a new model. The band should definitely, definitely look into. Yeah, I think what we're a massive point in us, like a big realization was like. People do these things, but it's always a side hustle. It's always, we've got this thing on the side. We kind of wanted to do it, but on a level where that was like the, that was what we were directing our energy into. And that's why it helped for us to basically call the record the same thing as Mm. what we were making, because it's a record about that. And it's a thing that's about the record. It's all like it, everything plays off each other. And it instantly turned the sec, the day we launched, like, things just completely stepped up a gear and and after a year of like nuts planning for it like the next day after it launched we were like okay where are the crew let's give them jobs yeah like it's weird because obviously you we expect and we we plan for it to be a success but we you know what i mean it was so risky to put all our eggs in that basket and it did work so when it were happening we're like oh my god it's it's, it's worked and then we woke up the next day it was like oh it's worked so now what do we do now what do we do like we have to actually (laughs) make sure people are i kind of feel like that about friday about today yeah oh yesterday (laughs) yeah yeah like i haven't really it's all about until release day i know after that i'm like shit you know what it's like it's just that fucking blur of it'll be over in a second but you'll feel like it's just hard to stay fucking present when you drop an album it's just all all go yeah a week today now and that's all blown over and you're just out promoting the record and yeah 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 it's it's game on from like it doesn't feel long ago when we were sat around being like okay we're gonna release this and be like here's what we're doing and the album felt so long away yeah do i mean when we launched that like and now we're like three singles down people like them people (laughs) are in the society yeah yeah now we're doing this and we're like yeah it's crazy i'm I'm looking forward to the beer tonight. Yeah, man. In it, bro. The, like, it's out. We've actually seen people in person and talked to them about the album, which is going to be really Mm, fun today. 
Yeah. I'm struggling with this uh, being <laughs> in the future. Just, just say, say wherever's natural. Say wherever's natural. But no, I can totally understand the whole pressures of everything. And we'll dive into the record itself in just a little bit. But staying on the sleep society and community you've built, as you said, like, you know, these platforms have existed in the past, but it does feel like while she sleeps, they've been able to kind of rebrand and re-image it to its own special thing. And the fact that now you've been able to employ a team of people that you've always worked with whether it be like tour managers light and crew and all that kind of thing it must just feel that not only are the fans getting this absolute like innocent insight into the band but you've been able to give back to those people who have been with you from day one both in the crowds and behind it yeah that's one of the nicest feelings about it we all of us personally haven't taken anything from the patreon from sleep society so far like so far, everything that it's absolutely everything that it's it's brought has gone back into the people we're hiring, the projects we're working on, the record, like because that's what it's for. It's not for us all to like, yeah, get nicer fucking houses and shit. Like it's it's <laughs> it's just so that we can continue doing it with that security and to like to turn this thing into just a bigger operation, turn it into something that we can give our mates a job and it's not going to screw us to give them that job. And that everything works in tandem. That's like better for us because we've got someone here. If you want to, if you want to film something cool today, it's like, cool. Barnsley's here. He's outside. And like that opportunity that it's brought, just turning, making the band when we're off tour, we were actually almost behaving like we're on. tour. we've got the same team around us that we would have. And that opens up our opportunities like massively. Yeah, it's awesome, and, and yeah, I love that you're um, you're helping your friends out. I was expecting you both to turn up with massive crowds on today. <laughs> just like, yeah, the Patreon's doing all right. I do but, want one though. Yeah, kind of wants to <laughs> bring one. Yeah, yeah. I think we all want one. Yeah. I think there's one there's one going now with the recent news of the oh. a certain prince. But anyway, anyway. Oh, but Matt, obviously the last time you were on with Loz, we talked a lot about the kind of DIY aspect of the band. And for years, you've already taken a lot of things into your own hand with this building stuff or just things behind the scene. But I understand now really with all of this, you've become the day-to-day manager of the band. Obviously, you're all got the warehouse where you're getting together and just doing stuff on a daily basis. But what is that schedule like for everyone involved? What is the kind of shifts and day jobs really of the band behind the scenes getting things ready? It's, uh, I mean, it's it's a massive learning curve and I don't think it'll ever stop because it's the same as what being the band's like. It's you don't feel like you suddenly know what you're doing. We're still, we're still learning constantly. And this is a new sort of, I sort of uh, behind the scenes managed the band forever. I've always been that kind mm. of dad figure. And then... He's definitely my dad. <laughs> <laughs> if I need some fixing or some advice, I'll text my dad. And I love that. <laughs> and... And then this is like this cycle and we made this change to decide to become independently managed, which is a bit of a scary thing, but also we kind of knew we could do it because we've been doing it sort of (laughs) semi for so long. Um, It's been a lot of work and it's a lot of learning. Like there's things that I love about it, things that I don't like as much about it, but it's, it's all those bits where like me going through a record release in that role is me working out the bits I absolutely love about that and the things that next time I'll pass on to someone else. It's like, it's learning, learning the things that are like worth my time. Like 
it's definitely if I can get through this bit, which is the release, that I know that that's like that's the hardest point. Yeah. So I know that it's possible. Like I do miss playing guitar a little bit because <laughs> like I'm yeah. spending found- so much time there, but. I've actually, in this process of like, we becoming self-managed, I've actually, I've developed a newfound respect for our old managers, even more so yeah, actually, me too, because yeah. even though we had a few ups and downs with them, they were actually really great to us. And now I've actually seen a lot of the workload that we would maybe not consider work when we were just the artist. And you're like, oh, that's nothing. You know, a few emails here and there and these spreadsheets and all that, sh- the little things. And you're like, well, get us bigger or whatever it is. But now we've been handed all these little jobs. Now it's on our back. I now realize that the workload is actually it's a lot because if we don't pick something up off, we don't do this thing, it falls. Like just at the minute, I'm trying to take care of just the simple aspect of all the press and the socials and making sure we look good for this week. Keeping up these things that keep coming in, it's like you drop one of them, then uh, the yeah. push of the band falls, even something as simple as that. And it's just like when the emails climb up, but it's very easy when you're not in that position to kind of you just, know, shout down your manager's throat being like, fucking get the work done or whatever. just like, think that everything's happening and, yeah, and the, running. That's I, the like biggest realisation. There is, is a lot more. Of the, it's the little things that actually add up to a big workload, which I've, which I've seen with Matt. Like I said, like he's missed out on a lot of the, the recording process and stuff like that. Not a lot of it, but enough to mm. notice that his attention needs to be taking care of so much of the logistical side and yeah. to keep it running. So that's my learning is just like taking out of that, the bits that the, like how is your time most useful? Like the bits of the management where it's logistics and like the decision-making parts of it, they're the things which I'll definitely stay really involved with, but the parts that are like form filling and like a bit more of the account side and like the bits of the business that aren't flashy or cool, uh, like I'll I'll use the team to like to do that like so it's it's just all those things but it's it's such a fun like Sean said a minute ago if something doesn't happen that's because you haven't done it there's no one to blame anymore and that's like the nicest feeling because you are responsible for it failing and succeeding all in one big thing and it comes out of how much energy we put into it so it's like and yeah, and I think we've been through the motions now. We've done, you know, we've done a record with no label completely in a management, and we've done a record with no management and label. So it's just like, again, man, it's just a bit of fun. And imagine if, you know, this is just some success, and this album works, and the Sleep Society works. It's just like, well, look what we've done just by just trying this thing out instead of yeah. completely being prescribed. The only thing that you have to do in the industry is these things here. That's what you do to be yeah. in a band. When it's just, it's really not true, and people are just very wary of taking that extra step out when it's just like what 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 you got to lose man just fucking you can you can always get another fucking job or whatever you may as well just have a go at something you can always make another record what we talked about before this we we just um, i'm going back to like you are we where this sort of thing like this sort of uh addiction to the independent aspects like happened is we were just like do we want to try it like if we want to try it then we're going to just kick ourselves forever if we don't. And if we like, if we never did this, we'd be like, oh, I kind of wish we just like did, had a go at managing ourselves or I kind of wish like we tried releasing yeah. a record on our own. So, and you've just got to do them, whether it fails or not, I'd, I'd pre- way prefer it to fail. And we actually listen to ourselves and exercise this idea than wonder. It's what something might now that happened. I think that we're, we're really magnetized to, especially from you are we from the pledge campaign. 
the one thing I remember, and I think we all just actually, we use this in, in loads of aspects of being in a band. It's like, we were really shitting ourselves with the pledge campaign for URWE. It was really terrifying. And it's only because we didn't have the security of the label. And that's it. And you're like, fucking hell, the band could end. What's all these yeah. suits above us? What are they going to, what if we lose all this stuff? So that was the fear from it. But we did it. And that fear is more exciting than anything else. So we had, <laughs> yeah. we had a similar fear with the Sleep Society. Fucking hell, we're just making it OnlyFans. What if it all just falls apart and people just, it doesn't, doesn't work? That fear is, is the point for all of it. And then that falls into writing as well. It's like, oh shit, that bit's a bit like with the, the, some of the synth aspects and stuff like that. It's very scary for a punk, a raw punk metal band, but it's just, you've got to get drawn to those things. That fear, I think Jen, you, if you're brave enough to do it, the rewards are greater yeah. by taking those steps. Like, Yeah, not be, just, you're actually, you've not, you've stopped the decision of doing it because it was going to do something good and just done it because yeah. you needed to exercise it for you personally. And that's what we're learning more about the whole thing. It's just a journey that we're on, whether it, becomes three times the size tomorrow or stays the same size or gets smaller. It actually doesn't matter so long as we can continue doing it. And you like just going back to you, are we on that? That record, we were so worried about that. And we suddenly had this like wave of acknowledgement that the power of a fan base is actually greater than any like music industry deal you can do or like management or a label anything like that just the power like realizing that oh my god they can make anything possible this massive audience that we talked to and that instilled us with this thing of like actually if it's us and them and like they like what we're making and that connection's there then we kind of can just take that yeah. energy and put it anywhere whether whether that's making a record without a label up and like, I'll, I'll, I'll always say this on behalf of whilst she sleeps it's like the industry and labels and management, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. They're all playing a game too. We're playing the band game. Everyone's playing these different games and different walks of life. I don't never want people to think that you know, sleep's just against the industry. And it's no. like, it's not about that. We need the industry. It's not like that. It's just, it's just being creative further than our instruments. You know what I mean? It's like we're trying to do something deeper than just what you're supposed to do as an artist. It's like yeah. labels can do incredible things. They have done incredible th things for us and continue to do so. Totally. Same for managements and everything. It's not like we're demonizing these things. It's just like, we're just doing what we want to do. And that's, that seems to work sometimes. I mean, it's, yeah, I think sure. it's right place and right time for all those things for any band. Like bands need the labels, band needs the industry, the promotion, all those. Th there's a time and place for everything. Basically, we're driving to Wales to see you guys now. And I've decided to take the country route, which takes a little bit longer and like might have a bit more wear and tear on my car, but the views yeah. are good. It's a while. Sean, yeah. went, on, Sean yeah. went on the motorway. Both routes are absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing though, as you mentioned, like what I've enjoyed seeing you guys kind of promote this and everything is that it's not like you're going off oh, fuck record labels, fuck management and, and all that kind of thing. Obviously people have had bad experiences and there's some bands who've been screwed over and whatnot, but you're just creating the blueprint to say to other artists that you can do it this way if that is better off for you. Have you seen in the industry as well like kind of other bands react to that because obviously the the fan aspect of it has been very positive and your community has, has grown even more but from other like bandmates and peers in the industry have you seen a kind of different connection from their side of you 
Yeah, that that for me was one of the most exciting principles of the first um, the the video of Sleep Society when we was writing the script for that like fake press conference. Mm. One of my favorite points of the entire campaign was we would like to be that voice for artists that don't have the bollocks to say that streaming services are pretty shit for artists. Like I wanted bands to be like, oh fuck, like this they're saying it. They're saying it, not only saying it, they're saying it on their first drop of a campaign. So I was really excited for bands to look up to us in that sense, being like, so that they can then come with us and say, someone finally said it. Uh, yeah. Like, so, and we did like the, the amount of bands that have started Patreon since we dropped that campaign. Yeah. And not only done that, a lot of them are actually... Um, not that we're looking for the credit, but they're actually crediting us in their like launch videos and stuff being yeah, like, nice. while she sleeps, created this model, we're doing this. That's almost half the reason I was really excited about Same. this is so other bands are like, let's give that a go. Like, like we were saying, we put a, most of our eggs in this sleep society thing. I don't think everyone has to do that. I just think it should be an industry standard that every band has a society. So you can sign your deals, you can have your management, you can do whatever you want, but you also join the society if you support that band. Yeah, so like that fan security. Yeah, so like that monthly um, support keeps the keeps funding the music because streaming does not fund the music. Yeah, that's my biggest take back from like, from the whole campaign so far is it's not about me looking back and saying what's wrong with the industry and looking at all the like the things that went wrong for us and all the things that went right like just it's not about that it's about just being like the crash test dummies for this idea of what happens if you do put your eggs in this basket and do this route because the more i think about it the more like the more I'm scared of all the things that are changing. Streaming's the way we listen to music. There's no question about that. That's how I listen to music. So I show listen to music, but it it's not. It doesn't really provide the enough financial support for someone to create music and do it for a career. So that's the initial scary thing. If if people find out that then maybe you're less interested the the 15 year old kid that we like that we were who was desperate to do this because it's our dream they're like someone can literally turn around to them and say like it's not sustainable though like so just trying to make this like make it a bit of a thing that we can advertise as like it could be a career if if you do it this way like that's because the more people get knocked off by like what streaming does financially to people as a career and like there's no hiding it people are financially driven like like it's look it's lucky when you're not but the more people like find out about that the less people want to do it and then the less people do it this this culture that we fell in love with just like kind of starts falling apart and it might not it won't fall apart like now in 10 years but if it just chips away like that for the next 50 years this like scene that we were like embraced in when we were kids that felt like literally felt like somewhere we were welcomed in in like not fitting in at school that might not exist if people don't have the urge to want to become a quote-unquote rock star do you know what i mean because there's not there's no appeal to it so if if we can make this thing of like, no, it's totally possible and you can actually live like a proper career. All people told us was that like backup plan, backup plan, you need something else. <laughs> like, and like, luckily we sort of powered through that, but yeah, that's my fear. Just like that. And then never mind like anything to do with Brexit and traveling. It's like everything's sort of getting cut off. There might not be no money in music and now you might not be able to go to Germany and play that gig for 50 quid that might get you some fans. Like all those things are roadblocks in the like future of people wanting to do it. So the more ways we can overcome that, that's like my favorite thing about the campaign to get to this point in it and go like we risked it and it's worked. 
gives me like such a good feeling to sort of tell other people because it's not like it's just an idea it's like it's an idea and we exercised it and now we can turn around and say yeah but we just proved that you can make it work like yeah 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 well when you launched it i remember thinking this is fucking genius this is like like the blackout were lucky enough to do pledge i think or was it Pledge or Kickstarter? One of the two. I think it was Pledge we did first. Um, just like Charles Charlie Simpson was the first person to do it acoustically. I think he did it as a solo record. Then we did it. And at first, we were, we were fucking shitting ourselves. We were like, is anybody going to want to do any of these things that we offer? Is it going to work? Have we got enough people into the band? And then when you launched this, I was like, fucking, this is unbelievable. This is spot on. This is what every band should be aiming to do because it's... It's the best way to keep a community, offer them things, and for you guys to make money to keep the engine rolling of the band. And yeah, it's 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 absolutely genius, and I and I love everything that's come from it so far. So yeah, congratulations on it, boys. Cheers, You've, brother. Um, yeah, thanks, dude. You're yeah, I, I genuinely believe you're changing the music landscape. I think as well. I'll add what 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 I like about what we're saying is like music is perceived as not as valuable as it used to be the actual the music in itself the yeah. things that we listen to that take our mind off things enjoy rock out to dancing the actual fundamental principle of music the value that value has gone down because it's di diluted not only with how many artists there are in the world but how easy it is to get it so anyone that's fucking anyone that's coming into this world and a new teenager music's there on tap free it's free. There's no question. So this new world is that music is there. Just like when I go to get a drink of water, the tap, the water's there. It's always there for everyone. So I think I'd trying to add some value back into the actual music, not the camaraderie all around it. Like, like, like we have to make merch and all that stuff to, to actually pay for the records. Yeah. What happened to the, this is the valuable thing is the music thing. That's the thing that takes five years to create a fucking breakups, fucking arguments, pain, suffering, depression, anxiety. All that is what makes this valuable thing, which is fucking free now. That's yeah. the fucking mental thing. So I think when that concept gets understood a little bit more, the societies, I honestly would like other bands to call them societies. I think it's cool, but yeah. that's why I think the societies for other bands is common. It should be common sense, especially in this yeah, climate. It's nothing to be like, it's nothing to be uh, like embarrassed about replicating. No. Or like, or I think people are always scared that they're like, <clears throat> or like, are we begging? Are we asking those things? But it's like, we've been around the houses for 10 years of being like, how can we survive? And it's always like merge and you go down that route, but that's putting the energy and starts putting the energy in the wrong place. I still want to always have insane merch, but like if, yeah. if that becomes your main source of survival, which it was for us for years, all our time's going into this thing and we're actually distracted from music now. So like at least with sleep society, it's putting the energy in the right place in terms of it's like Sean said, it's putting the value back into like the worth back into music and making people listen to it hopefully in a way that they understand what goes into it i also like just telling people the fucking truth and yeah. like how long it takes the effort the money like how much it costs to make you a fucking imagine record. that like it's not again it's not about money but just if you put things into perspective like someone does a painting for four years and they nearly die four times making it and you just pay a tenner for it 
that don't even happen anymore. It's actually free now. So it's just like, I don't know, it's just a concept. Again, like, I mean, it's not about capitalizing on it. It's just about making funding, the actual producing of it and making sure that actual, the creation can continue. Because I think one thing people might miss is how expensive it is to even be in a band. Like how, just to keep it, forget about making good music. That's hard enough in itself to actually be, to be a good band and create things that's, you know, that resonate with people. That's hard enough in itself. But just to actually keep one running, just to play a gig, man, fucking 12 mortgages just to do that. It's mad. Like it's just so expensive. <laughs> I think people need to tell that because you just, it, it lives under this like really shiny exterior and like exactly what Instagram can do now to like, uh, like put out as, inaccurate representation of someone's life that's kind of what bands were designed like it's these like rock star figures who live this like completely teenage six-week holiday life who like never go to work and it's that's what it was dressed up like so it's a really inaccurate representation of what it is. So that for me, I just like breaking that down into like what it actually is. And like, I'm not interested in dressing it up or trying to make it look like it's really easy or any of those things. I'd rather just tell people how it is. At least if we could be that band, I'm not saying everyone should be like that. Cause I'm, I'm entertained when I watch a band who are not like that. Like, but at least someone should do it so that people can find out. And like, there were a lot of shit that I wanted to know about like being in a band and getting into this world when I was a kid that I would have like, I'd have done anything to be part of something that was open to talking to me about it the same way that I'm trying to do for people now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And especially in the way you're doing it as well, not trying to like scare people off or just fear them with the facts, but just presenting it to them in a way where they can, you know, understand it and know what they're getting into yeah. and, and know what they, how they, they can support people and artists and bands, creatives, whatever. But um, going back to the record as well, obviously, Sleep Society, there's two things I've seen already online from kind of reviews and stuff um, is that people have, have seem to have built a connection with it and saying that these songs feel like it's being written personally for them as well as that kind of energetic and punk rock atmosphere that you guys have always brought i mean in the sense of the songs and writing this record what was the mindset going into it was it a kind of back up against the wall um atmosphere or was it just a, a mixture of things going on in your personal lives and, and putting it all together um i think when we make music it's very rare that we sit down together and, be- and come up with some form of emotional concepts or some ideas to put into these songs that have a definitive meaning. Yeah, and kind there's of, no plan at the beginning. There's no plan. And like, I know from my, speaking from myself personally, it's like, I really write, I write because there's something I really enjoy about it simply as that. I really, I, when I feel that inspiration feeling and then I make something and then I listen to it back and then I, I get like a snowball effect and the inspiration goes on. But what I've realized is there's actually something much deeper going on because just because we're not aware of it consciously at the moment and the time of making the record, but in retrospect, you fucking, you find out later what was going on and what you were thinking about and what you were talking about. Because at the time, you're just like, you know, 
like we're nervous for example I didn't I didn't sit down and be like I'm going to write this song about mental health or anything like that no it just happened why did it happen or about pandemic or COVID or, or, or about like the pandemic or anything <laughs> like that about sleep society you just write and you, there's something yeah. in you that inspirational feeling that says this way and then you follow that then you get there and then it pulls you and that feeling dictates what the album's about so it's so without sounding cheesy it's not always our conscious minds that's just putting it all together in two years time I will listen to this and be like, fuck, that's what we're going down. Mm-hmm. Because Matt, I got this from Matt, something Matt said to me about So What. It's like when you listen back to So What, you can really hear the pain and struggle that we was, we was all going through. We were quite a, a, a mess at that point. Really tough stage now, that Mul- Multiple reasons that I was going through a breakup, Matt and fucking in hospital, like it, lots of throat. There's so many personal emotional problems that were going on. And he's like, do you know when you listen to that record, you can hear it. And when I hear it, I can fucking, I fall straight back into those Same. emotions back then. And I'm like, that's why I said that in that song. But yeah. I didn't, but when I wrote it, I weren't just like, I'm going to write that because I feel this way today. You know, I'm really getting the emotions out. No, it comes out me. I think it sounds cool and I'll just go with it. Then two years later, I found out, I found out why I said it then. It's, so it's, it's, a, it's like, it's a diary, and it's also it's like <laughs> you're writing a diary with your eyes closed. That's yeah, what it is. and, and it's also you- like just just sort of putting a pinhole in a water balloon, and like and th- that stuff is coming out of there, and whatever whatever you've had trapped inside you on that. I, it's what I'm so in love with this album about is because it's so difficult to align five people in a good situation, physically well, mentally well. Uh, like energized, connected, like getting all those things to align with five people living pretty real lives. That's like it's a tall order, do you know what I mean? And and on so what those things didn't align. We had loads of like problems, like physically, mentally, internally as a band. Just it was a really tough record to get through. And on this record, it wasn't. It was uh, like the vibe was good. We were connected. We were well healthy and like and it was fun to make and it's it's the most personal record i think we've ever made yeah uh like it's for me it's the record where we stopped talking i'd always talk about from like a lyric point of view i'd always talk about the world very much in my vision and the things i'm seeing and and the change i want in the things i'm seeing and the things that i think are wrong with it and that and on this record, it's like that, that like field of vision was like so much narrower and almost back personally. And it was kind of like this record for me is about starting yourself. And then that will then have an effect on those big things that we were talking about before. But it's not like we're talking directly about the, the thing on the news. It's more like about the personal things that the small changes that you make that have a massive yeah. effect at the end which is quite a nice different way for us to write rather than sort of the political side that naturally I'd go to before. Yeah, I think like um, it, the individual becomes before the collective. I think that's an important thing we all forget. Like there is no such thing as society. You are society. We, the way that we interact in our day-to-day, but the way you speak to your girlfriend, your mom, the work you do, the emotions you feel, you are society. There is no such thing as the entity of society. The, well, there is, I'm just, you know, playing with words, but like, that's it. We are that first. So when that whole, like, be the change you want to see in the world, I think is super relevant because 
it, it must come first from the individual level. You can't go out and change the world just because you think you ought to or out of guilt because you're supposed to and that's the good thing to do and everyone else is doing it. I think that's super polluting in itself. You must feel inspired to do change within your immediate surrounding and the things that you can affect in your, your life and they're the things that will then affect the collective. And I think yeah. especially with you or all your needs, th things like that, it's... Stand on your own two feet first and see what happens then instead of like getting knocked down once and then being like, oh shit, we must go this way then. Don't do that again. Someone said no to that thing and it's like, yeah. yeah. I also think to one of the, just look like looking back at the record now and why it houses the things it does, then this applies to previous records. It's, mm. I think for us, it's really healthy to have a project with such a purpose running alongside the actual music. So because we knew this record was Sleep Society, that was this like fire just going all the way through it. And it, yeah. and and lyrically, subconsciously became a subject that we were talking about that was like everything from the fear in what we're doing and talking about how it's, a, it's about connecting <laughs> the people that don't feel like there's a place for them to fit in. And it's like, as cheesy as it is, we have spent all our lives not feeling like we fit into normal society. Hmm. So this is about like, well, let's make one for us then. Let's make our own one. And yeah. that having, having something to, it's almost like having a bit of bait flying along at the side of you all the way through making the record because we've got more than just the record to make it's it is a real yeah, purpose yeah to like it. the concept the idea of like fuck if this works and all these all these fans are behind us and our own fucking like it has got a culty a culty feeling to it that word has got so much negative baggage and it's not really actually that much of a negative word but that that culty feeling behind it definitely subconsciously fueled that shit because then we're writing with this thing in mind being like mm. imagine imagine yeah. everyone singing that back like even the lyrics i think when you were talking about some people have done Patreons and maybe it didn't have the same branding as ours. Like, I think that's one of the reasons we seeped the lyrics. The, the lyrics spoke about the fucking Patreon in the song. Yeah. Like, like Matt wrote the lyrics, like, this is where it all begins, resurrection or defeat. We're saying it, like, out there. So I think that concept definitely fueled the fire. And just imagine this, right? This, is, this is literally makes, like, gives me goosebumps. The... We put when we put the tour the the next tour, which is in September now. When we put that on sale, we put um, early like the society members could access tickets first. We're doing mm. multiple shows in each city. The first show we're playing is sold out to society members, and wow. if we open with the song "Sleep Society," the first thing that anyone's going to say in that room is going to be a room full of Sleep Society members shouting "Sleep Society" together, like yeah. that. Awesome. In, wow. in, and they're all in that thing. They all made yeah. it possible. That for me is going to be when we get to that point of playing shows, <clears throat> hearing people shout Sleep Society and it actually coming from the people who are in it <laughs> yeah, is going to be fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. That's I've beautiful. got fucking cold thinking about it. Yeah. I've got yeah. cold thinking about it. That's the fucking, that's the corona, that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be actually yeah, yeah. Oh. I've got cold on the arms but I'm boiling on the head <laughs> yeah but that that's the thing I think this weekend you're going to have so many messages of people feeling like that kind of relatability to these songs as well as well as everything else going on but um, 
one thing I've got to talk about is the features on this record because obviously, you know, you've got Simon Neal, Biffy Clyro on Nervous and that in itself was an emotional roller coaster just watching that video and the emotions going through it. But you have Derek Weebly of Sum 41 That's as a- well as members of the Sleep Society on this record. So first of all... How did Derek happen? Please, I need to know this because that is my. Well, yeah, I didn't. I I didn't even know that. Right. <laughs> so, fucking what? He just he just texted me and we're like, Sean, dude, let me be part of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's a weird one. Like, it came through. We were it, there was always a point in a record where the idea of guests guests present themselves, and this happened here and. James had been on tour with shout out Ja shout out James Hill yeah this is all down down to James Hill Hill. we love him very 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 much I think he toured with their manager or something like that or had a contact for their manager he's like oh I can hit him up I'm like dude yes do that because it's that would just be ridiculous and it sort of fell through at the beginning um, Derek were too busy and, and whatever but they responded and he said that Derek likes the song so that was a win for us anyway he said the song sounds great but you know it's not going to work out honestly just just the response is fine yeah like, I, like I, if you say no or yes like and that just, was even from his manager and yeah. I was stoked on that uh, so that kind of fell through and then the coolest thing about it all they emailed us back like a month and a half later saying oh Derek's had more time to listen to the tune and he's free if the spot's still available. And we were like, what? (laughs) So he did a great job at like knocking us down and then coming back and be like, actually, I will do it. (laughs) So that's how that began. And I've I've contained my fanboy because I've been kind of the point of contact with Derek, like getting like emails and me and Matt had the first phone call with him. I was shitting myself. Very cool. That's why I needed Matt because I would have been too nervous to take it. But I think once we got it all finished um, and I sent him the, the, the master and stuff and it, we'd done all the talking and stuff, I, I then let it out because, by the way, I've just been containing my fanboy this entire time. I'm a massive Aww. fan. Like, you're one of the reasons I'm in a band. And he said, he, he, he's a fan of the band and he's, he, he knows us and stuff. It's just like, it's just yeah. fucking stupid, isn't it? It's, it makes no sense to me. So cool. And, and the, It the, is mad. The most it? surprising thing about Simon and Derek is their willingness to be part of it and how normal down to earth I I would never expect them not to be normal or any kind of cock star anyway but just how happy they were to be part of it we never felt like we had to beg that they were like no when when we told Simon the concept he was just in straight away he was thanking us for asking him yeah and we're like we're trying to thank him for for doing it and he's like no 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 no, no. like thanks for like it's been giving me the chance such a nice experience and even Derek um got back to me the other day and he sent me a a radio edit He'd, he'd cut his own radio edit up because he wants what? to, he wants to push it, and I was like, "That's I fucking love that shit." So cool. I'm like, D- "Yeah, get in there, get stuck in." I'm like, "Give me the ideas," or like, just it was just such a really peaceful experience. Yeah, so, so like iconic figures. It's really cool. And what was what was fun about the process with both of them is that we went into the idea uh, of guests on the album with the, trying to do it a little bit differently. So we thought, let's. We kind of had this idea where we were like, let's send them us singing the whole song with all the lyrics and then just say, sing it. You like sing along to the lyrics all the way through the song. See where you feel like you slot in. 
see what like see where it fits your voice in the range like like join the band for the song don't come in for 30 seconds in the bridge oh. like like collaborate yeah. with us more than feature as a part and and then they sort of both came back with where they like they were almost like putting just singing on bits that we'd not like spoke to him about doing Bo- yeah both of them which is the coolest thing about it or both of them added ideas in there yeah which means they're feeling it i never wanted anyone to when you're working with someone you need them to feel something and the fact that you feel inspired to even add a harmony is a big thing i'm like yes go then go with that then go go down that direction yeah. everything that simon did is on that song we, whatever he wrote for it we used it and and Derek was like changing little flares at the end of end yeah. of lines and singing stuff a bit different and we were like because we'd sent him our version you know what I mean and, but he'd like he was like oh I, I think I'd just go down at the end of that instead of go up and it, like it, it were really nice we sort of felt like it had their they put their stamp onto it rather than just doing the part we set for them yeah it's almost like no defeat for the brave it's almost like it's Derek featuring while she sleeps a little bit which I think is cool because who whoever really does that like he, he's singing both these like pre-verses and he's singing the chorus with us it's like why would we not do that we collaborate with one of our one of the most like inspirational artists of our childhood and now we're singing together rather than yeah. just this one section he's he's um his his energy is kind of throughout the song. It's cool. We always we also have three singers in the band, so why not get a fourth one and sing all at the same time as well? <laughs> I seen a comment of a day. It were like, do any of these guys ever sing on their own? Are they all just shit at singing? I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. We cover each other's mistakes. Do you want to go to the gig and sing on your own? No. I can't wait for the while she sleeps BTS crossover when there's fucking seven hundred different singers on stage. I can't wait. I love it. Well, that's a good that's a good segue there, mate. Because one of the the other guest on the record is a collective, and it's Sleep Society, and we put that out inside the Sleep Society and sent uh, everyone in in it a video of me and Sean singing uh, and a section and said here's how to record this at home you can do it with like two phones basically put your phone on voice record put like some headphones in so you don't pick it up and then like send us these audio these these audios back here's two different harmonies if you want to sing them both or whatever suits you we had 250 people sending vocals wow. Sean, Sean stacks them all up and we've got this choir of sleep society members <laughs> and there's the trick man like we are not pro singers man we can hit a note but we you know we, anyone can hit a note right and all these audios we got back through they weren't fucking they're not amazing pieces of singing they're just people giving it a go just like we're giving it a go but the miraculous thing when you we stack them all together it sounds like a per- perfect choir yeah if you solo them some of them were madness but if you solo somewhere I'm singing it's shit the, but you stack it together <laughs> sounds good the, that beautiful thing that you love about the sound of a football stadium or a festival yeah. or anyone singing together comes from everyone not singing it quite right it comes from every, you're not singing it at the gig because you're like <laughs> you're not like you're just singing it because you like that song and you're like you're just having a, a moment and like singing along. You're not trying to sing it pitch perfect, but everyone's imperfections creates this beautiful blur and this massive like uh, modulating ball of gas <laughs> audio. Like it's it's a really like I love that about and that's probably why the Fivers sing together because it's like I don't want to be like no 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 you stop 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 it's me yeah it's me singing. <laughs> I think the energy of why you want to sing is more powerful than just a perfect vocal. So just the fact that you're pushing it out, have more of a resonance 
than a perfect note with not much feeling. Yeah. So the fact that people are screaming and they don't know how to hit a, hit a note, that feeling that they're pushing it out through is probably more powerful than the pitch perfect. Anyway, and I think that's why I've started doing a bit more singing since So What Really?, and no one said anything yet. I'm still singing it. They're still letting me sing. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what happened with me. When I started, I was awful. And I was waiting to say, oh, you, oh, fatty, you shouldn't be doing that. And I go, all right, fair enough. But it never happened. I just, I I just started and no one stopped me either. I was just like, I'm going to sing along to that. <laughs> but yeah, who wants to, who wants to hear it perfect anyway? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the, where's the, in, where's yeah. the interest in that? Like, or yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Who wants, who, We'd have Siri singing to us if we wanted it to be like that. Yeah, I just find there's no passion, there's no feeling, it doesn't feel, you know, as much alive if it's all fucking processed or it's all fucking absolutely spot on. It just feels a little bit computerised and fit, especially nowadays more than ever when we all know everything can be fucking quantized and fucking tuned to with a fucking millimetre of its life. Like, I think that's what we need is more... That, it's punk rock, isn't it? It's punk rock. It's Honestly, fucking heavy metal to be... You should look at the vocal... Like, when I listen to the vocalists that I'm attracted to, not because of, like, without thinking why I like their voice, I listen to them, they're all fucked. All of them sound like... Tim Tim Armstrong and Tom Waits like they literally they're all just like uh, like these smashed voices and I'm like I actually realised that I prefer the character over the quality completely I like the idea of you going um, boys we need to be more like Tom Waits everybody start smoking cigarettes now you didn't have to ask we were right we were a terribly smoky band when we were younger I used to just open my eyes at morning singing in <laughs> someone put a video wow. on YouTube of called While She Wheezes and it's it's us and doing podcasts and all the like wheezy noises we make when we laugh and shit. I was like, oh. fucking hell, we sound ruined. <laughs> but it's beautiful to see you've had those kind of experiences with the guests features and getting everyone from the society involved in the actual record as well is such a, a nice touch but um i was just wondering is there any other guests over the years that you've tried to get that things haven't worked out or whatnot because i did see you tweeted well, and i don't know apart I don't- from me yeah, me. Obviously me. I'm, I don't know why. I, I check my trash and my junk every day. <laughs> I'm still waiting on it. I've, it's got to be... I know we you must have it, sent... We sent it by boy, Owl. So I, you know. yeah. It came by Owl, so I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's made owl. it. Oh. Oh, they, they don't like Owls and Merthyr. I yeah, said, I said it with Hermes. Actually, um, yeah, our next-door neighbour's like a huntsman, so um, <laughs> that's probably what's happened there. Um Yes, I tell you what, I'll send another one anyway. And, you know, perhaps we do a B-side or something later on or whatever. But yeah, is there anybody else that you would have loved well, on? Well, I did see you tweet, um, I don't know if it was a joke or not, about Liam from Prodigy. Yeah. No, it was a real thing. So Sleep Society, ironically, was the first song we kind of got together for the for the album. And I don't know why, I always had this like really slipknotty, raw, dark intro build-up really long I had this idea from the beginning and then it turned into I wanted this dark synth to come in and I, I could never get I was using Omnisphere which is awesome it's just like a, a plug-in on Pro Tools but I just couldn't get it to sound right and it weren't doing what I wanted and I wanted that kind of disgusting acidy prodigy feeling to it yeah. and I just couldn't get it and I'm like why uh, don't 
Miguel. Yeah. Why don't we try and um, get Prodigy involved? Like Prodigy X while she sleeps could just be insane. Fine. Yeah. And there then- was a route <laughs> of going down like analog synth dudes for a bit, weren't they? Yeah. But I, I, like so. And we know Dean Bedford, he used to guitar tech for him. I'm like, do you have a contact? He's like, yeah, he said it's a long shot, but go for it. So I emailed their manager, pitching the idea, and nothing came back, which is cool because it kind of, it inspired me to do my own research about what synths Liam were using. And he uses a Roland 303 um, bass analog modulator is what he uses for the sound I was looking for anyway, this acid synth. And Behringer do a remake of it because the originals are quite expensive. So I got the Behringer and whilst the song was getting uh, mixed, I learned how to do it and put this sound on. And it was bang on the sound I was looking for just by chance with a little bit of research. And do you know when you've got an idea in your head, but everything you hear just isn't doing what you want, but you don't know where this thing is, but you know it exists. Because I've heard it in passing. And the thing is, I get inspired by Prodigy, but I don't really listen to it. It's, I get inspired by my idea of the band, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get inspired yeah, yeah, by yeah. my perception of what I think they're like. Maybe they're not really like that, but the idea I get from is what driven that synth idea. And thanks to them not getting back, it actually, it really got me hyped up on synths, but I would still love to do that collaboration. I think it'd be fucking Mm. mad. That's a pretty like ongoing while she sleeps thing where we want something to happen and it doesn't get, you can't find the place that provide the thing we're after. Yeah. So you just go like, I'm gonna let's just it. do it then. Let's just work out how to do it ourselves. Like before this podcast, I'm shop fitting. I'm building the internal <laughs> fixtures for a shop like that. That that's the length. That's the lengths of sleeps. And it would definitely be easier to just go to someone who actually does that. But instead we're, we're doing it ourselves. And that like, that's the same well, that's thing. That's what I think every, everybody loves about you guys is, is the DIY factor and the fact that we can watch it and we can watch you guys building like the fucking, like, you know, the studio and everything you fucking created. It's been unbelievable to watch. And it's, I think it's, it's like just fucking, to break that thing like, down. It's like a TV series. <laughs> yeah. The more people see people like us doing it, who are clueless, the more they go like, maybe I'll give that a blast this weekend and have a go at it and realize that, yeah, like it is doable. It's just, it's those things. If if you, it's very easy to spend our life thinking that like you need the other person who's a specialist in that area to do that thing. Yeah. And then sometimes you have a go at that thing and you're like, not that difficult. Like, it, <laughs> like I could probably do that. It might, might take me three times as long, but I'll learn something along the way and it'll be fun. And that like, you only have to do that once or twice and then you get this like amazing <laughs> sensation of like like can do attitude that comes with doing things like that and yeah I love it and like the synth's a perfect example of it it's like you couldn't find someone to do it so you did it yourself and it came out better see I, I do that only sometimes I get inspired by Matt's attitude towards that stuff because Matt will do anything if it, you know like oh like like I said you need to go and get that synth guy or like someone who knows about speakers because you do that you do delegate that because sometimes you can't be asked. Mm. I do it sometimes I can't do it all the time but Matt does it all the time where it's like I think people forget that all the great things that's ever happened in the world created invented achieved was done by like humans yeah by you by people the same thing as you humans come first and then it's like the the skill set comes post so you ref- you have the capacity to do 
the same shit as fucking Einstein and Tesla if you want to. So I, I like that from Matt because you, you sometimes you can't be arsed or you maybe you don't want to put in the time, but there's such a massive illusion. Same with the band. People probably look at us and be like, wow, I could never do that. It's just so magical. It's like, not really. I think you can do it. You can actually do these things that you you perceive as being like out outlandish but they're not you've just got to put your foot in that worm but oh shit same with sim i fucking i, I don't even know what synth was i don't know what any of those buttons look at do. this it looks like a fucking toilet <laughs> <laughs> legit I, do, I, do, I don't know what to click and it's just it's like it's like small little toy it's really hard to do you've got to like manually put the things in i, I literally the first synth i've ever bought i'm 30 don't know anything about sims and it's awesome but I don't know if I'll do it again. Like Matt will do it multiple times just because he knows he can do it himself. But then I might I mean? move on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like delegating some stuff sometimes. I don't want to do it all myself. Do a bit of both. You, <laughs> do it all once, and then you realise the ones that were rewarding and fun and the ones that are like a no-go. And a good thing about that is when you start doing all these things yourself and then you, start, you see someone in their specific field wearing that act and playing that game with their suit on and be like, yes, I'm really, you know, I've got life all figured out and I know what I'm very important. You get to see through the fucking curtains that way because you can see, well, you're just playing a show, dude, because anyone can fucking do yeah. that shit. You're like, well, no, I can do that. No, you get I the watched good, a YouTube video. You, know, you get mate, the good, so. good cop and the bad cop. You know, like you get the bad cops and they're just fucking dicks for no reason. It's just like you're on the power trip, but forgetting the simple fact that the person that you're power tripping can go and get your job, can, can train to be a policeman too. So it's just yeah. that like... I'm just talking shit, but yeah. No, it's... It's perfect. I completely get it. The amount of people I've seen DJing who make it look like it's fucking <laughs> solid, right? Like they are actually writing or fucking playing the track. Just all you're doing, most of them are not even fucking doing anything. They're play, pressing play, holding a knob, right? Which doesn't do anything, just in case. And then we know when I get it, they'll go... Like, like, fucking shut up! Like, you know, just... Ka- Carl, who we make who we make records with, he uh, he told me that that in old studios, because like in the time where sort of A and R turn up and they're like, "Hey guys, we're gonna check the records going well," like, and they, and they sort of sit there and they want want to sort of put in a little bit of a, they want to add something right. to, to 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 feel necessary yeah. like they're involved I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying A&R's aren't but just just to paint this as a, as a picture for a second keep getting fucking trouble on interviews in it, man everyone stop crying in and it, taking man. the shit we say out of context Jesus man Jesus Christ <laughs> stop fucking crying stop you, moaning you know who you are well anyway um, that and Carl said that they used to have like they used to have a knob and they'd sort of caught this thing and when someone had explained like what they think they needed to add more of they'd be like oh yeah yeah like oh, i think i know what you're saying like it needs a bit more of this and the knob would do nothing but yeah. but they would feel like <laughs> what they've done has brought something good to it and then leave being like i made a good difference on that song just like making you feel like it's mad yeah wow that's brilliant that's brilliant but um just quickly guys before you go because obviously you're very busy and we don't want to add any more stress to everything going on but um as it stands this weekend you're supposed to be doing a pop-up shop and actually being able to meet fans in the flesh obviously in september as well you're going to be touring in some very sweaty venues i'm sure you're looking forward to all of that and is there anything else we can expect now in the while she sleeps camp for this brilliant new record we have got plans we We got got lots of plans. plans big 
special plans but it's very much a plan and a project and we're working on it all and waiting for the world to pan out a bit about how things are going to happen but yeah it's it's going to be a really exciting sort of album campaign as a whole from from where we start in in those insane small rooms to yeah. whatever we do if, if all goes well to see where we're at now and then to see what's happening in two years if all goes well we should have the podcast again and remember what we're saying now and if it all works out it would be quite we could do miraculous a, we could thing. do a cool cutback to us right now yeah ah. us then, with the hopes of what it's going to be and yeah you You'd be like, oh, look at us by there before the crowns and the uh, and the animal sk- and the an- the fake animal furs we used to wear and before we like made Tom it Waits. massive big time. That's it, yeah. Oh yeah, one more thing before you go, I think we should really look into this. Um, I've seen lately Sean and Josh Franceschi from Umia Six um, relighting a potential. <laughs> Um, boxing match. He, he don't want none of this smoke, bro. All talk. Oh, you kill him! You kill him! I'm, I, yeah, I'm all over this. You kill him. It's uh, uh, Sean's unite. We've got this. Yeah. Um, I'm up for this as well. I'm it's, up for getting um, involved. So, do you we, want to fight or ref? Oh, I'll, no, I I'll, I'll fight someone. I'll fight someone. Um, but it's got to be some. It's got to be somebody else who was in a band who's now irrelevant as well. So, um, I, thought, I, I thought he was—I thought he was going to say he wanted to fight me, and I was like, "Oh, oh that wouldn't be a bad." Oh, I'd fucking hammer you. Oh my, I would turn you into a fucking pink mist. I'm squeezing my fucking coffee cup too hard now, thinking about fighting you. Well, we're going to be the undercard for yeah, <laughs> Sean and Josh as the main event. By the size of your band, that dictates where you are on the roster. So it's a joke, oh, but I think it could be something we're fucking fucked, awesome. We're, we're fucking pre-card, Mark. We're <laughs> fucking before the doors open, Mark. Me and you were fighting before the doors even open. <laughs> but yeah, oh, the thing is, with this, like, because it is happening, like YouTube, YouTubers and TikTokers are fighting each other. Yeah. I was wondering how long it's going to be until fucking a band does it. And I think you should take that lead, Sean. Dude, and, I, I um, think you think about this, man, in terms of entertainment and financial, it could be amazing. Um, fight, the fight game is getting hot right now. It's all over fucking place, isn't it? Boxing and UFC is just taking over. Especially these crossover fights and stuff, fucking Jake Paul, all that mad shit. You imagine doing like a... A stadium, or not a stadium, that'd be fucking ridiculous. An arena of big bands, you know what I mean? All your favourite bands, and there's like undercards of fights, and it's just playful, but I think it could be fucking. I want to pair so up. Amazing. I want to pair up all the things. So, like, you know, like you said, you'll fight someone. Like, I want to put like. <laughs> It's like sound guy versus sound guy, and then it's like bass player versus bass player. It's merch like, guys and yeah, merch guys are on first. <laughs> like, and then you got your big, big guys. Yeah, top I sort of think I could fight from another podcast, and for some reason, the instant thought was like, "Oh, Sophie K." But then I probably probably not fight Sophie K. So she'd fucking batter me I anyway. I think there's so. a big, big like big charity to do. Could yeah. be a real fucking good like raise money for something cool and like an absolute. Laugh. Well, that's it. I'm I'm gonna do a, a white collar before I'm dead. That's what. So after this campaign, it's my to do list just to do a white collar for a charity that that makes sense or something. So I want to do that just for fun. Nice. So I might, if if we can somehow make that work with Josh. And then maybe get a few more <laughs> band and crew. Sh- surely we can. Surely yeah. we can make some sort of festival, right? I think it will right? happen. I think it bands be good. play as well. Like, you can literally have bands play a couple of fucking scraps for a laugh, for yeah. charity. It's just for fun. Like, I'm not even that good at boxing. I just enjoy it. And I know that, you know, the worst thing can happen is you can get knocked out. That's it. Which I've never been knocked out. So I'm not really planning on getting knocked out. But I think it just could be fucking hilarious. 
Oh, it'd be a it'd be a top laugh. Um, but yeah, just I put it out. I'm putting it out there right now. I'm not fighting Craig Reynolds from the downbeat. Oof. I wouldn't mind seeing Morgan fight him. <laughs> also, I think not. that would be good. What drummer can we put against Reynolds? Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like, what about um, Azalea Dyam? Oh, Jordan Mangino. Jordan. Craig Reynolds. That'd be a good one. Savin Reynolds. Savin Reynolds. Savin Reynolds. Savin Reynolds would be Hell in a cell. <laughs> oh, yes, cage match. Why don't we just rip Two off, men. like, early 2000s WWF, but oh, with band members? Rifflemania! 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 I've been trying to start Sean Long's school of riffcraft and wizardry. For, for years, but Rifflemania—that's my fallback—is fucking. I am into that Rifflemania. Let's fucking look into it. Let's fucking oh, make this wow. happen, boys. If this, happens, this is a thing. I genuinely believe this is a fucking thing we could be making. I do. I we do. We could too. be fucking doing this. Could raise some good money, man. He's got a steel chair. He's got all the money. It's Reynolds. He's got a steel chair. Yeah, I mean. I'll oh, re- my God. I th- I thought he'd been cancelled. Marilyn Manson's turned up. Uh, no. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, oh we could have like a casket match. We could have cancelled fighters fighting each other. Cancelled <laughs> fighting each other. People, each other. Yeah, now, people have, have been fully cancelled. <laughs> like, that's all, they, that's all like, they can do now is just fight. We'll rig, yeah, we'll rig yeah. it though so they get fucking whooped, you know what I mean? And like, oh, everyone's stoked. Yeah. They're all getting gunged at the end, yeah. They're all getting covered in shit or something at the end. They'd be fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah, this wow. yeah. this, this oh. idea can snowball heavily. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it can, snowballed yeah. already. Yeah, right? true, true. <laughs> Where else is going to go? It's already a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did Simon Neil, just got to get this in quick, did Simon Neil mention where he got the inspiration for his mullet from? He apologised for it a lot. He, oh yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah, said yeah. a lot of sorries because we didn't know. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, and he was just he just Question he is, Sean. Have you just been watching nervous video and you were like, <laughs> I wanna get myself a mullet, I do. <gasps> oh Well, number one, no, I'm not even gonna say what that was. Um actually, actually, Matt, uh, I think you'll find uh, we did a podcast with Simon when he had long hair yeah and I was already oh, I was already okay. fucking into this okay well we know what you're fighting you know, Riffleman we do well yeah oh, well, oh fucking yes mullet mania Simon versus Sean yeah I was just wondering yeah because he, he's literally nicked that from me so I'm going to fight him now. now I know a bit more I, I've got a bit of an idea he said when uh, when I spoke to him and he was like I've got the mullet he said um he said it's the only thing that I had control of. The only thing that I could... I, he was like, I feel so like I can't go out, I can't do anything. He was like, the only thing I feel like I can change or do is chop my hair off. <laughs> That's the effects of lockdown. Fair play to him. Fair play to him. I look forward to meeting him in the ring. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Wow. This is, I'm just um, going to go and fucking... I'm going to go and make a fucking fight card after this. Do so I'm gonna sit Please down. do it. I'm gonna into, Please I'm gonna, do it. I'm going to email... EddieHearn5 at gmail.com because that's bound to be his email and he's bound to have the top five answers um we could I'm telling you now we're on to something new this this could happen I was just going to say can we just say that we trademark all of this so anyone yes. listening doesn't Copyright. steal our ideas copyright so Sleep that is an audio patent pending I don't yeah. know but I know dude it's a job. thing dude if we don't do it we're going to be pissed off what about like it? Dan Flint from Yumi versus Eddie Thrower 
Perfect. Good little, good little drummer fight there. Sav versus Reynolds. We think it's a really good idea, but actually, we just cause everyone to fall out and, and no one talks. And everyone anymore. gets oh, injured yeah. and can't play music Fuck anymore. You. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody can play a gig again because they've all got fucking detached retinas. It's fucking <laughs> over. But yeah. then the imagine all the diss tracks everyone's going to write about each other afterwards. Oh, again. oh we, should, we, should write, so we should write them for it. <laughs> for the promo See with Boys the you literally Write the themes For everyone Ooh. Boys right, Oh my listen. god yeah. Drew from Stray Against someone's great Drew's feisty Oh This could be spice I am <laughs> so into this This is fucking brilliant You could come up With the themes You could write the themes Oh, you can get, get bands doing now, theme like, tunes Intro music You could drop singles Around it Dissing your opponents Oh Epic <laughs> And we'll and, and we'll do well, it all for it, a good Let's cause. Let's fucking get it going. Well, for exactly, yeah. At the end of the day, we're all gonna fight each other for a good cause. But I'm that's a this. strange ending. Um, but I'm glad we've got there. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much, guys, for taking the time to come on and all is good and sh- share these brilliant ideas. But um, congratulations on everything with the Sleep Society. Thank you. You're good both luck legends. Now with the records. Looking forward to seeing everything as it unfolds thank you thanks for having yeah, us thank again thank you so much boys this, this has been awesome um, I'll see you uh, at Rifflemania congratulations on the record um, I'm sure I'll see you at, in Bridgend when you play Bridgend yes um, in September yes um, but yeah that'll be fucking awesome and well, yeah we get to do one of these in the flesh so yes please and, Ooh, nice. and literally flesh out wrestle, uh, Rifflemania so that'll be awesome banging love it alright cheers lads thanks cheers, for having guys. us Bye. Bye. I need a wee so bad. You're listening to Sabbath Podcast! Yes! Yes! Lovely, Fantastic. lovely stuff. I can't speak highly enough. Yeah. Like, if I carry on talking about them, people are going to think that um, <laughs> I have a crush on them. That, all that they've paid you to say these, which they haven't, um, we can confirm. Why didn't I think of that first? Yeah. Why did I think? I went instantly with the crush, like, oh, look at him, he's got a crush in him. Oh, oh he sli- they've slipped him a couple yeah. of quid. Yeah. They can do, they can slip me a couple of quid, I'll be up for that. Yeah. <laughs> we're anyway, not, carry on. We're, carry not on. Against, yeah, we're not against it, we're not against many. Um, and it's but, too late now, anyway, because yeah, I've done all this. Yeah, so, fair enough. Um, shit, but, but shit. It's just, it's lovely to see how passionate they are about everything. I think in today's kind of music scene, it's so easy for bands to just kind of try and use anything they can to sell a record or themselves or anything but in this conversation you could just tell how much they care about the industry as a whole it's not in a negative mindset as i mentioned they're not telling record labels to fuck off but you know we've heard so many bad experiences in the past with some bands not being able to release records or getting screwed over or whatnot so it's nice to see that there's a new act out there trying to make waves for people that there is alternative methods of making it in the music industry and a really good point they made is the music itself like cds or tracks not having that value as they used to you know because we can access everything so easily at our fingertips these days you forget that mindset and you know the, these kids these days sean right I, oh here we go i don't go on granddad <laughs> morgan here we go well like back in my day right i used i remember waiting outside of record shops to open so i could go in and buy a cd a cd <laughs> well in my day <laughs> I remember queuing outside Woolworths, which, yeah, which is a while ago, and buying a cassette tip. 
We should just keep doing this forever. Well, <laughs> to be yeah. fair, actually, my dad told me that he queued outside something for a vinyl, and then we just keep going to what the fuck's yeah. a mini disc? Um, but you yeah. only went to Woolworths so you could get a pick and mix as well. Yeah, they were costly or very costly. Yeah, they the were, weren't they? Really? When you think about yeah. it, pick and mixes were quite like. Look at us, we're like old comedians. We're like really old. Oh, that Woolworths pick a mix is probably where they shut down. <laughs> anyway, yeah, as you were saying, the value of music mm. is uh, deteriorated for some reason. People just don't see worth in it. People people expect it now. That's what it is. If Because people go, oh, you, oh, you're in a band. Oh, you must want to give us music then. And it's like, I want it to you, my music. Yeah, but it, it literally costs to make it and get it out to you. Uh, which a lot of people don't understand. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see that they're working to put value back into everything, really. And I've watched videos this week of... Um, I saw Matt building stuff for mm. the um, meet and greets and stuff they have coming up. And just it's just awesome, and it? It's just so hands-on, and there's no, there's no like, rock stars. As much as they are rock stars, yeah. if you watch their videos, they're, they're cool as fuck. They're super <laughs> yeah. cool. yeah. But there's no rock star attitude to like I'm too good to do anything. It's just all hands on and they're fucking killing it. So again, oh, I've just bragged them up too much. <laughs> but yeah, well done, boys. I'm yes. fucking. Congrats. I'm, I'm chuffed for you. Yeah. Same here. Congratulations on everything. I'm sure this record is going to be absolutely huge. Um, but yeah. Please make sure you support whatever creators out there that you enjoy. If there's a, like, how many bands can we name that? I had to give it up because of financial reasons and everything. So support. Two. Oh, I can name more than that. I was not oh. going to this because then I feel like we're just out in bands who had no money. But... Oh, rhetorical question. Ah, rhetorical, eh? But Four. No. <laughs> but go and support on, the bands you like, the podcasts you listen to, the creatives, the artists, photographers, anything you can. Look up their website, see if they've got a fucking Patreon or anything and go and subscribe to it. Um, and very quickly, I want to say a massive shout out to the incredible james hill again for making this podcast happen he is a member of while she sleeps team he works with them and yep. he's also a member of our patreon community that's how nice a person he is that he's a legend he's an absolute star um the last time we recorded with while she sleeps it was my birthday we went to manchester and he gave me a lot of j2o as a gift um Ooh, i haven't had yeah. any j2o for this one so i'm expecting it in the post yeah, that's nice. And uh, yeah, you were saying that this is episode 125 of the mm. last one we did with While She Sleeps was episode 62. So nearly... Yeah. Just over double. So we've done 60, yeah, 63 <laughs> episodes since. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad to think. thing is, if we did last week like we were originally planned to, it would have been dead on. <laughs> mad, isn't it? Anyway. We didn't, pl but, we yeah, didn't plan um, all this out. I, oh, oh. And how good is the Rifflemania idea? That's well, what we need to talk well, yeah, about we, after, yeah, we after should, just hearing it. Yeah, we should, that's definitely, that definitely needs to happen. Um, I think everyone would love to see people fighting each other in the, for charity and for, for a good cause. Um, but bands playing as well. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like the Every Time I Day Christmas show where they do wrestling. We could do one somehow with bands boxing each other because there's loads of bands who think they're tough, innit? <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, no, that's not me calling anybody out. Whoa. <laughs> I just mean they probably want to fight each other. 
Um, okay. I, okay. I'm up for being beaten up, or if somebody wants, and there's got to be a couple of. If anybody remembers me, they probably want to kick my ass. So, oh, hey. I, the tickets would definitely shift. Um, and I think it would be yeah. a nice day out. We all, hey, we all need an, <laughs> an excuse for a nice time out after the last yes, year we we've do. all had. So let's all watch all our favorite bands fight each other because. Oh yeah, but also you do? came up with the idea of of me and you fighting each other. Yeah. How do How do you see that going? Wow, in a very comedic fashion, I imagine. I think the bleed up to it all would be absolutely h- hilarious because, like, oh, the promos, yeah, yeah the and, promos like, the and the face to face and a press conference <laughs> and a yeah, and a weigh in. We're not doing a weigh in. I'm not taking my top off. I'm not fighting anyone. My top off, right? I'm doing. If I fight, I, I don't even know why I've even put myself. If me and you had a fight, I'd be wearing a vest. So right, okay. To hide my to hide my midsection. So there's no like weigh ins where we're. Uh, Showing off the poses and uh, fake muscles. Yeah, but um, I yeah. How do you how do you see that fight going? You you reckon you got a um, a good chance, then? <laughs> well, um, bear I in s- mind you should be building for a fight now, so you should say <laughs> yes. <you> shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I do all right. I think I you know my stop breaking. Yeah, oh, stop breaking kayfabe now, right? <laughs> and get into it and go. I, I reckon I start a fair chance, Sean. Well, I do, to be honest. Yeah, I think, you know, the hidden wrestling um, moves I can hit on you um, would blow you out of the water. What, in boxing? Yeah. That's... Oh, I don't play by the fucking rules, Bat. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if you whipped out a wrestling move. Oh, my God, he suplexed him. No way. Oh, fuck out. Um... But yeah, we should definitely get onto that. And just a reminder as well, if you are listening to this on the weekend, it was released. Um, whilst she sleeps, are going to be doing some like socially distant meet and greet pop-up shops in London this weekend and then Sheffield the weekend after. So if you're local, um, have a look online for the details about that and the ifs and don'ts. Please wear a mask to these things. Um, I don't know more information about it. So read up because everyone needs to learn new shit. But before we go into anything else, Sean, a reminder for anyone listening, if it's your first time or not, make sure you are subscribed to whatever platform you get your podcasts from and go and give us a follow on our social media pages at Pod. At S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, check out our Patreon. And um, yeah, we've got a bunch of people that we need to thank. If you check out the description of this podcast, Morgan has written um, a thank you to all the... um, to a lot of our Patreons. And uh, yeah, we've got some special names we need to thank right here, right now, like we do every week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So uh, thank you very much to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwaway, Mikey McDonald's McMuffin Buns, Janelle Caston, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Kelly Young, Dilly Grimwood, Nathan Croshaw, Liam Connolly, Scooby Drew Styles, Paul Irshfield, Kelly Irwin, Kat Besson, Sammy G, Amadine Urbano, Shani Meyer Boxer Anderson, Tony Michael, Justin Dunn, Amy Campion, Murray Grimwood, Johnny Phillips, Scott Jones, Dan Gies, TJ Ambler Shattock, Kate Stevenson, Jenny Sexyboy Munster, Emily Senegals, Danny Eaton, Becky Andy, Lucy Deeds, John and Emma, Martina McManus, Louis Cook, Jenny Robinson, Marcy Jacobson. Happy birthday for this week, Marcy. Thank you very much, Sharif Awadali, Jason Heredia, Caroline Robinson, Craig Harris, Carl Pendlebury, Kevin Clark, James McNaught, Kelly Cannon, Livy Cropper, Stuart McNaught, Lydia Henderson, Chris Howard, Ollie, we need to come up with fun themes again, Amesbury, Josh, no joke this week, because Sean helped me realise I am a fucking joke, Chris. <laughs> Good. Good. It's about time, you Anyway, I'm only joking, Josh. I love you very much. Um, you bring happiness to uh, a lot of people in our group. Thank you very much, Alice Wood, Adam, King of the Gox, Parslow, Keris Andrews, Simon Amos, and last by no means least, Connor Lewins and his family. Thank you very, very much to those people. Yes, we love you all very, very much. Thank you for keeping this thing going each and every week. And if you'd like to get involved with our Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash sapnin. You're definitely going to have a laugh. There's some bonuses and it's all a good time. Um, anything else you'd like to mention, Sean, before I go off and train now for our mega fight around? WrestleMania. Oh, nice. Um, I wouldn't bother if I was you, but no, it's gonna be over in seconds. <laughs> wow! Don't talk yourself down like that, Sean. I mean, I know, I know, I am a specimen in the ring, but that's a whole different game. I am gonna hit you so hard, right? That you are gonna go back. You are gonna see what it's like to be in your favorite film, Back to the Future. <laughs> wow. That's I'm gonna do an eighty-eight mile an hour, right? <laughs> and all that's gonna be left are literally Morgan's skid marks on the floor. Make a whichever skid marks you want. Whichever skid marks this the listener of this is now thinking of, it's those exact skid marks. So whether it's the from the tight from the rubber on the bottom of his shoes or the other skid marks, that's now on you. And yeah, no chance, Mog. Absolutely no chance. I can't wait. Wow, I can't believe you brought one of my favourite films into this. Now I'm taking it very personally. Oh, also quickly, just before we go, Sean Long or Josh Franceschi? I'm going to go Sean Long. <gasps> yeah, I, I, if I had to put money on it, sorry, Josh, I probably would put money on Sean as well. I think he's a bit wow. feisty. Um, yeah. Uh, you know. Really, for the sake of the podcast, what you should have done it is you should have said, "Oh well, <laughs> I'm going to go Josh, so we keep friends." But what we've both yeah. done is we've both gone, yeah, Sean. So anyway, that was episode 125 <laughs> of Sapnin Podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening. Please uh, check out all the other episodes, uh, and as we said, Patreon, all our bollocks. Um, Sapnin. Sapnin. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cough. <coughs> <coughs> Uh-oh.
You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.